This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll, like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Voice on. We're good to go here. Hey, Bim, how are you doing this? Are you doing good this morning, Bim? Yeah. Boy, it sounds like you woke up on the right side of the bed. Am I am I correct, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> I tell you what, you just got to be thankful that you wake up at all these days because sometimes <laughs> the darkness just gets closer and closer to the center of me. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm more shadow than man. <laughs> you want to start the show like that? Sometimes I wonder, will I come to a natural end or will I finally get to free agency to choose the end of myself man i love this new 95.5 dj he really sells the rock work is hard what's up everyone how you doing welcome to the last podcast on the left i am ben hanging out with henry and of course hanging out with marcus today's episode it is nothing but goofy fun times a little bit of sugar in this sour, sour world of ours. It's we a relax race. fit. Oh, big pockets, big old wide cut jeans. Big, big old wide cut, old navy stretch jeans. I was a size 38 until finally I caved, and now I'm a size 40. And honestly, it feels really good because my pants fit. Nice. They're lying to you. They're lying to <laughs> no, you. No, they were. They just keep moving the weight size. They'll say whatever it was. They were. I was just buying glorified sweatpants at some point, <laughs> and now I'm back on to jeans, so the weight loss is going well. But today's episode, we are, this is just going to be so fun. We haven't done this episode in 10 years, which is referred to as something, Marcus. A decennial. Dece- so this is our decennial. Decennial. Decennial March Madness of serial killer slash crazy fake characters that we love. They're going head to head in a March Madness style tournament. My friend, this is the second decennial last podcast on the left. March Madness of Murder live from the last podcast propaganda <laughs> and education center in Midtown <laughs> Manhattan. <laughs> yeah! Who's ready to get bloody? Uh, this is technically our 10 year celebration even yeah. though there's been no like post about it we don't have a cake <laughs> there's no presence it's almost as if it just went into the shadows of the night no one seems to care but we care because yes. we've been doing it for a decade and we are 
excited to do something just silly as fuck. So we wanted to yes. kind of update what we did 10 years ago because now we know a little bit more mm-hmm. about serial killers. We've watched a lot more horror movies since True. then. It's a lot more come our whole fucking lives. I feel like we have a little bit more know-how, but I feel like maybe, and I'm just going to, this is about total transparency, is that this is going to be, obviously, we're going to talk about, like, you're going to try to hold my opinions up to a high esteem in this episode. But um, <laughs> I... I don't know but, if they are, but... <laughs> The last five days, I um, didn't realize I've been washing my dishes with laundry detergent pods (laughs) instead of dishwashing pods. Um, And so all of my dishes have tasted bad. All my drinks have tasted bad, like soap. And I didn't know why. I thought it was just I got bad dishwashing liquid. But Uh honestly, I've been washing it. I didn't. I'm I'm stupid. I've been poisoning myself and my yeah, family. <laughs> you've been poisoning yourself and your family, which again, I do want to say, guys, 10 years, thank you so much for being with me yes. and thank you, yes. Triangle of Trust. And any advice out there, the only advice that I have ever given anybody is surround yourself with people you can trust and surround yourself with people um, that uh, have your greater outcome in mind because uh, that's what you want. You don't want negative people. You want people you can trust. And that's why we're here 10 years later talking about things that we've loved to talk about forever. Yeah, and then 10 years later, you grow into enemies. <laughs> Not yet. No, I don't think we, I think we're going to have the Huey Lewis in the news. That's the outcome I think so we too, dude. Yeah, we'll That's be neighbors, goal. man. We're neighbors right now. It's great. <laughs> All right, Marcus, let's kick this thing off. Well, the tagline for last podcast on the left has always been the horrors of the world, both imagined and real. So what we're going to do is we're going to get Eight killers from the real world and eight killers from the imaginary world. Okay. The eight from the real world are Carl Panzram. Yeah, yeah. Catherine Knight. Oh. Belle Gunness. Yeah, big guns. Richard Chase. Oh, yes. Squirrely Spaghetti Man. O.J. Simpson. Harold Shipman and Jane Tapan, they're going to have to actually do a mini battle before we actually get into their battle. Makes a lot of sense, both nurses who killed. Casey Anthony. Great. Okay. I'm going to say Casey Anthony. That's going to be the dark horse of this whole thing. You think she doesn't have a whole lot going on, but she's going to be the dark horse, I'm telling you. Who knows? I agree. I'll fucking cut a bitch, especially if it's under five. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And number eight is Albert Fish. Ooh, low energy. Yes. But <laughs> it's strong. I would put of this group, I would put him in the Jeb Bush category. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he's all about the fundamentals. Mm. Yes, Not too exciting is. to watch, but he gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Under the imaginary banner, we have the Leprechaun. Love yeah, it. bro. Te- technically, the Leprechaun has never killed anyone who doesn't deserve it. Give him his gold back. <laughs> You took his gold. Yeah, I mean, and that's true, racist right? to you. That's yeah. racist to take an Irishman's gold. Could be. You know, what I want to say is interesting, and I don't know what this says, but, you know, the two of you were the ones that chose these contestants, and the leprechaun was the only one that both of you chose. Hmm. Indeed. Maybe that perhaps really... we relate to someone when someone hmm. steals our money. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you fuck with my dollars? We've also got Victor Crowley from Ooh, Hatchet fame. Yeah. Pumpkinhead. Yeah, my boy. The Gremlins. Fuck yeah, dude. Team. Okay, hold on a second. This is the Gremlins? Yes, this is the Gremlins as a group, but we do have to make a decision. Are we talking about the group of Gremlins from Gremlins 1 or the group of Gremlins from Gremlins 2? Because the group of Gremlins from Gremlins 2, they got the back Gremlin, they got the brain Gremlin. There's a lot of Gremlins that are going to give them an advantage. 
This is my, this is, all right, I submitted the gremlins. What I believe is that we're talking about five gremlins. Okay. Right? So this is five gremlins. Um, We could do, you depend on me, you you tell me, is it too much of an advantage to give them Electro Gremlin, Spider Gremlin, uh, Lady Gremlin, uh, Goofy Gremlin. What about, you remember the fl- Silly Guy Gremlin? Yeah, Flasher gremlin. Sure gremlin. What about the one who just flashed and showed his Gremlin that's, penis everywhere? That's Gremlin One. Okay. He has to be. He has to be there because he was the only one that was in both movies. I see. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so but, do we want to do Gremlins Two Gremlins, or do we want to do Gremlins One Gremlin because they are more uniform in Gremlins One? I think it's more uniform. I think we need to go with Gremlins One because okay. if you put the electric, if you put the electric Gremlin in there, it's over. We're all I mean, that, that yeah, we're all fucked. We're all dead. Fantastic. Okay, cool. Yeah, you've also this one. This next one. This is one of Ben's picks. It's Hellfire and Brimstone. It's Woo! Kane. It's gotta be Kane. <laughs> That's gotta be Kane. <laughs> but Kane is still a real man. Yes, but no, Glenn Jacobs is a real man and a <laughs> okay, real mayor so of Knoxville, Tennessee. No, this is the this is the brother of the Undertaker who is from hell, who helped Undertaker kill his family, who survived the fire. No, actually, Undertaker tried to kill him in a fire, but he survived, so he is truly from hell. Okay. Speaking of from hell, Pinhead. Ooh. Oh, that's kind of... Ooh, Cenobites are very strong. We're going to get to the ground rules here in a second, of which Pinhead is definitely going to be a part of the ground rules. You've also got... The shark from Jaws. Ooh, I'm oh, very okay. excited about this because how does the shark get to land? There's a lot of different elements here. <laughs> it needs a car. A shark car. And finally, Candyman. Okay. Candyman. All right. Now, Candyman, Candyman. So, by the way, I have heard good things about the new Candyman movie. So, fingers oh. crossed. Hopefully it holds up. I'm only seeing it in the theater. From now on, I'm holding out. No new movies at home. Everything's going to be seen in the theater as soon okay. as I physically can get into it. Fuck my couch. Oh, Fuck yeah. my fucking couch. I'm, I'm sure you had a lot of sex with your couch over this past year, indeed. Yes. So we pretty much have two ground rules to consider here. The ground rules are, do we allow supernatural powers and do we allow weapons? No supernatural powers. Ooh. No powers. This is hand-to-hand. Or is it actually one-on-one basketball no <laughs> are they playing each other in one-on-one basketball okay so marcus you're gonna have to make this decision and i'm assuming that marcus you will decide who wins and henry and i will argue over the the fights yes. right i will also have my input but but mostly yes it will be me who comes down to the decision who comes the decision yeah. you're the you're the judge you are the dan acro you have a penis for a nose this is going to be nothing but trouble <laughs> i would say I believe that special powers should be able to be used because they are used in the films and it is up to the opponent to find a way to find a bit of uh, a way into the armor from their opponent. So I believe that supernatural powers should be used. I believe that the they are powers of being that if there are powers that are allowed to be used, I think, though, technically the arena should take place on the planet Earth. You cannot transport someone to a new place. So wherever mm-hmm. your powers are, that has to be whatever works in a room separate from their source of power. Like they yeah. can't just you can't go into a Cenobites world if the sure. fight's got to happen here. I got yeah. you. It's going to happen at our performance center. But I say also no help. 
So Pinhead is Pinhead. No more c- no Cenobites to mm. help him out, you know, okay. unless no, 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 it is, no. of course, a team effort, in which case, you know, the Gremlins, the five Gremlins is what we're dealing with there. But the five Gremlins, they each one only pretty much has the strength of each one probably has the strength of Mookie Thompson, the comedian, our friend. Oh, I love Mookie Thompson. <laughs> Support everything he does. All right. Those, those are the ground rules. So we are allowing supernatural abilities, not allowed to teleport different lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the most part, it is going to be mono imano. But what about weapons? I mean, are we going to give no Albert weapons. Fish a knife? What do you mean no, no weapons? No weapons. So Candyman's not going to have a hook? He's got to have a hook. Otherwise, he's just nubbing it. We have to have <laughs> weapons, guys. Why are you trying to limit the fun? We need weapons. However, that being said, how about this? Only weapons that can be handheld. You can't yeah. call in a tank. I think you can't call in a tank, but also it has to fit the person that does it. Like Richard Chase, his yes. one weapon should be a blender. That's it. Okay, that's perfect. Yes, it has to be well within the realms of possibility for that character. Like, like, I'm not giving a chainsaw to Pinhead. That doesn't make any sense. That's Leatherface's weapon. No, he's got hooks. He's got hooks. It has to be a character-specific weapon. Okay, Okay. so those are the ground rules. Supernatural within its bounds, within the Earth realm, and weapons that are specific to that murderer. All right. So how we're going to do this is we're going to do, at least in the beginning, in the in the first round, we're going to do one real person versus one imaginary person. And how we're going to decide that is I have two cups here, two coffee cups. I got a last <laughs> podcast see. on the left mug and our Midtown Scholar mug. That Great. Wait a second. Is that, a, is that like a, a rip off? Like, it, last podcast of the left mug? Did you just buy something from Zazzle? <laughs> <laughs> no, someone sent this to us in the mail like many, many, many years okay. ago. I just <laughs> held on to it ever since. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was it. Yeah. It was when people made merch for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, and of course, our Midtown Scholar mug. Thank you to all our friends at Midtown Scholar who have provided us with so many books over the years. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. So let's start this motherfucker off with round <laughs> one. All right, let's do the drawings. So our first matchup is going to be Albert Fish <sighs> versus Pinhead. Oh, my oh, God. Damn. It couldn't have been more perfect. <laughs> Honestly. All right, Marcus, who goes first to say what? <laughs> All right, Henry, you, uh, you will begin. Albert Fish arrives into the arena. First of all, he shows up, Pinhead, however he will appear. Albert Fish is immediately pulling a rose stem out of his dick (laughs) to start. Just to show how little he gives a fuck about the, he doesn't care about the hooks because Cenobites come at him with the hooks. Pinhead comes up with the hooks, stabs him in his body. Albert Fish is coming in his pants. Right. So as oh. he is coming every single time, the Cenobite is torturing him. When Pinhead is torturing him, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Right. Eventually, the uh, Pinhead, he gets frustrated, right? Because, oh, I need to re- to- tear the flesh asunder from this Don't person. assume what my, my Pinhead I don't know. does. <laughs> but I say Albert Fish, um, in uh, Pinhead's frustration, gets Pinhead to commit suicide. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, as someone who is defending Pinhead, Pinhead, of course, the knower of all things, the man who is the epitome of evil, he understands that if he uses his hooks on Albert Fish, Albert Fish is just going to come. So in this scenario, Pinhead sits down with Albert Fish and they talk about sports. And slowly but surely... <laughs> Albert Fish gets so upset that he's not getting pleasure through any of Pinhead's unbelievable hooks. He shoots himself in the head because Pinhead uses self-restraint 
and knowledge to know the one thing that would kill Albert Fish is to not feel any pain at all. But can't Albert Fish start to take the boredom from talking about sports and transmute that into sexual pain? And eventually how him watching the that? football and watching the men crash into each other and he just thinks, oh, how I wish I was that football. Like that's all in each, <laughs> he puts himself in the world. I think Albert Fish can come about anything. I also believe that Pinhead, let's not forget, he's just a British soldier. So perhaps Pinhead, maybe, he, well, let's just keep Pinhead as Pinhead. But because mm -hmm. he's a British soldier, what do they know how to do? They know how to play fun games. So let's say Albert Fish approaches him and says, let's play that game where you uh, insert a series of things into my rectum in my pee hole. And Pinhead says, sure, let's do that. But what does Pinhead put in there? A little grenade. And then what does he do? Pulls the pin. And this is you know what we're talking about. Explode? He's entering illegal Albert fucking. Fish. He's <laughs> entering illegal weapons oh, into the illegal. whole thing oh, for right. no fucking I'm reason. He's that. already oh, doing it. All right, fine. Marcus decision. I believe Pinhead does not give the pain that Elbert Fish wants. Therefore, Elbert Fish ends his own life. Okay, so what we're talking about here is we are talking a we're talking a concept of nature here. What we're talking about is like two men whose nature is absolutely perfect for each other. I think Pinhead's nature does not let him. Um, give Albert Fish anything but pain. Oh! Albert Fish takes it. And the other thing about your other argument, Ben, is that you say that Albert Fish takes out a gun and shoots himself. Albert Fish never used guns, oh! so therefore a gun is not going to come into yes. play. Therefore, Albert Fish takes it. Oh yes. my, well, all right. I got to remember the parameters. I did make a couple of fouls on that. A few texts. Okay, <laughs> yes. understood. Because also, imagine the actor playing Pinhead and Alfred Fitch just like slap biting each other. <laughs> They're the same bodies. They are because when the you take the costume, yeah. yeah, when you take the costume off of Pinhead, he does look. He's very British looking. I yes. love Pinhead when he's just that little British yes. man, and I'm like you're gonna grow up to be a powerful demon one day. Don't worry about it. All right, so Albert Fish wins the first match. Rise from your grave. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothes what we also are going to offer and i mean this we're trying to get into draft rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses photoshop the horses into other celebrities but stop riding them save a horse ride a giraffe 
with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer it's, of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bite two. We have Casey Anthony versus <laughs> oh man who's it gonna be hellfire and brimstone it's Kane. oh my god but Kane was killed as a child he's gonna be so triggered when he sees casey anthony because undertaker burnt down his family uh, mortuary when he was just a kid oh my god these matchups are crazy and ben you're going uh, first here yeah you're, you're you're in first that's gotta be Kane. <laughs> you are so big <laughs> number one casey k 
Cain is very big because Cain is straight up from hell. He is traumatized. And what does that trauma do for him? When he hears that you murdered your daughter, he's going to get triggered and he's going to be so full of rage that you did that to him. He's going to raise his hands up and collapse them down towards the Satan, towards hell itself. Plumes of smoke, flames, flames like Madeline Kahn from the movie Clue shoot up. Casey Anthony is distracted because, of course, she's used to DJs. What do DJs like? Pyro. So she's looking over at the pyro. (laughs) Next thing you know. Oh, my God. Oh, this is wild. King grabs her by the neck and says, this is for your daughter. Choke slams her to hell, picks her up, tombstones her. One, two, three, which in the wrestling world is the equivalent of death. All right, Henry, what do you got? What do you got? Casey Anthony, first of all, reads this guy fucking from a mile away. She sees Kane going there and knows for a fact uh, he's one of these guys that has like a fucking I was a baby problem. I have baby problems because her weapon is her is Kaylee. That's her weapon. (laughs) She has it bundled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes. No, 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 no. She starts oh. singing to Kaylee at the very top. Kane is bewildered just to see what is even happening here. Yeah. Um, I do have to maybe concede the power that Kane has is probably bigger than Casey Anthony because I don't know what Casey Anthony does besides just psychological torment, but she shows him trying to get him distracted, trying to get in and while he begins to weep, his big Aww. giant man tears. She comes around, she doesn't he doesn't know. She has Googled how to suffocate a huge man. And she as and but she did it on Firefox, so we didn't see it. Comes oh, no. all the way back around with the saran wrap and wraps it around his head while he's distracted. Maybe I don't that's think two that's... weapons. There might be two weapons. Uh well, I don't know. That's the thing. I think I think any of like if you have an arsenal of weapons, that arsenal is gonna be available. Kane is from hell. I am telling you, he's gonna defend Kaylee's honor and he is going to kill Casey Anthony because he too was traumatized as a child. Let me ask you this, though, Ben. When you said that Cain sent Casey Anthony to hell and opened up hell, isn't that breaking one of the ground rules? Oh, my God. Holy no, that was that shit. was metaphorically. That was metaphorical. Oh, metaphorical. oh, oh, oh now I see. Oh, oh, he's a poet now. Oh, he's Mr. <laughs> William Butler. Oh, that was... That was she. No, she um, is just unfor- in the. She unfortunately, is- Ben, I do have to disqualify Kane for bringing for bringing to hell. He brings it out oh of bounds. It's out God. of bounds. He's disqualified. Casey Anthony is going to the second round, and she's going to be facing Albert Fish later. Don't even fucking think you know me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I see there's a I see there's a judge bias here. Uh, it's not a judge bias. I'm just saying there's rules that got to be. Followed. Are we not excited about the Casey Anthony Albert Fish matchup, though? I think yeah, we are. I don't, we'll see what happens. I got some <laughs> bets on it. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Catherine Knight. Yeah. I'm scared. Versus. I got to get this one. Pumpkinhead. Oh, my <laughs> God. Shit. Pumpkinhead destroys Catherine Knight by making Catherine Knight look into her own soul and realize what a horrible mother is. Pumpkinhead, she is, Pumpkinhead has zero issues destroying Catherine Knight. Also, she is mildly sexually attracted to him because he's one of those big burly guys. He gets her hey, in close. Oh, hey, one of these big fuckers, eh? <laughs> yeah. hey, one of those big fuckers. You think you know how I'll take out Kate? You think you know how I'll time? More ginger pussy there? <laughs> Pumpkinhead has sex with her and he explodes her off of his off of his penis with his own semen exploding through her head, therefore killing Catherine Knight because of her sexual desires. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I can't debate it because when it comes down to it, Catherine shows up. She's made a full dinner for Pumpkinhead. She thinks it's the only man that can take her, the only man that could possibly understand her. Pumpkinhead at the same time, though, my one question is Pumpkinhead only works when he has revenge. He has a spell of revenge needs to be yeah. placed upon Catherine Knight. So maybe we can tie it in that somebody like like a Casey Anthony or something knew beforehand what was happening in the competition and she set it up and created the vengeance. She did the vengeance spell against Catherine Knight on her own, knowing that Catherine Knight, if they ever met up, would fucking stab Casey Anthony to death. Well, it is possible that Catherine Knight versus any other other opponent might win. But in this case, as I make the case for Pumpkinhead, I think he's got the emotional battle one. I think he's got the physical battle one. And when it comes to Pumpkinhead, he can muster up revenge fairly easily on account that he's a <laughs> disformed person who, much like Jason Voorhees, was tormented uh, in many ways by the general public. Yeah, I think Pumpkinhead takes this one pretty easily. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I'm with right. that. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree. Yeah, you can't can't argue with that one there. Great. All right, so for the final matchup in the East Conference, we have Bell Gunnis. Oh, Ooh, big mama! Versus <laughs> Victor Crowley from Hatchet. Oh, that's sexy. Is, this is a bruiser is, fight here. This is a long fight. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oof. Oh, I've got to say, you look just like one of my husbands. <laughs> She's got two axes, right? Because if we're going to do this, this is a full-on yeah. axe fight. Yes, it is. The audience is on its fucking feet, dude. Everybody is watching this. They've been waiting for this. Bell Gunnis, fucking 300 pounds of Swedish Fury. Coming for uh, Victor Crowley. Victor Crowley, obviously very strong. I do yep. wonder who would tire the other person out first. One has powered by the, the revenge and the power of the supernatural, but Bell Gunnis wants that money. Mm. And she's already, she's still alive. And Bell Gunnis does know how many endorsement deals she's going to get if she wins this tournament. Oh, I could see the Bell Gunnis. Cow milk and loafer from Nike. <laughs> like that idea, they're a performance loafer for someone with as swollen of a foot that Bell Gunnis has. Well, don't give her a shoe deal just yet because Victor Crowley has something to say about it. Number one, you say I will give Victor I will give Victor Crowley one axe. He does come, however, with his own kiddie pool because he's used to the swamp life. Is that acceptable? Mm. May Victor have a kiddie pool? Yes, acceptable. I I, I submit. Yeah. I submit to that. <laughs> the swamp is the, yes. The swamp is is if 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 Jaws can have water, then he can have a swamp. He surround himself in a kiddie pool by a swamp. Bell Guinness, there's no possible way that she can swim. There's nothing that she can possibly do when confronted with swim. the She's water. She's notoriously she top heavy. Swim. <laughs> Therefore, yes, she attacks. Yes, she attacks Hatchet. But as we've seen with the um or victor crowley rather but as we've seen with the hatchet series he can take an axe to the head mm -hmm. he can take an axe to the back you damn near have to behead the guy bill gunnis short stout like the mayor from nightmare before christmas she's not even going to be able to reach it up there at some point she's going to get tuckered out she's going to start thinking about uh you know beef stew he's going <laughs> to take her and drown her and victor crowley continues his reign of the swamps 
But this is where I still believe because Bell Gunnis is smaller than Victor Crowley, much like my plan to eventually kill Kissel if it ever comes <laughs> down to it, you poison the man through his feet. You have to get down what? to where he can't see you and he's he's grabbing at you and he can't find you. Bell Gunnis does the standard. You ever seen the Swedish roll? <laughs> she moves. She can roll like a Sonic Hedgehog. I, she oh has God. this ability to roll. I believe I would give her that. I would say that she rolls around and is able to uh, attack Victor Crowley I, at his well, base. Well, uh, if <sighs> I if I may make a correction, though, Bell Gunnis was six feet tall. Yeah, big woman. <laughs> but the <laughs> question I'm talking, is, like, this is a bruiser battle. Hatchet or Victor Crowley from Hatchet. He is about six foot seven. That's a big difference. That is a, it big, is a big difference. difference. And th- even if she did try to stab Victor in the toes. He's just an old redneck monster. He's got steel toe boots on. He's stressed. He's ready for a fight. And what? I just, there is, Crowley wins, drowning, Bell Gunnis. However, I will concede, well doing it, he is crying. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I I gotta say, he makes the case. Victor takes it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what are you gonna do? You have to Bell Gunnis is, I mean, it just, it all comes down to speed and it comes down to endurance and I just don't think that Gunnis has it. Victor Crowley was in three different movies. Three movies. Three hatchets. <laughs> and what Four. he has is that ability wow. that he dies and then comes back. Like I could definitely see Bell Gunnis killing him first out thinking that she's got it going sure. on a victory lap shooting out the t-shirt cannon saying like I'm for Bell and then when it turns her back around he's back up. The audience isn't letting her know. It's like in wrestling with a person like celebrates before that they should be celebrating and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. Victor Crowley's got a hatchet right up her pussy. Wow. Because he does do that move. That's a a great concession speech, Henry. Great concession (laughs) speech. He does have a really good move where he does stick his hand all the way up the woman's vagina out the mouth. You remember that scene? (laughs) I love the whole hatchet series. Fantastic. So with our Elite Eight in the East, we got Casey Anthony versus Albert Fish and Pumpkinhead versus Victor Crowley. Casey Anthony and Albert Fish, the worst lunch date you've ever seen. What would they possibly talk about? I think they have one thing in common. Mm, One last little girl. Yes, indeed. All right, well, let's move over to the West and see what happens over there. So now this time, Ben, you are going to be defending the real. Henry, you're going to be defending the imaginary. Okay, good. All right, so for the real, we have Richard Chase. (laughs) Versus... The shark from Jaws. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I was hoping it was the oh, shark yeah. from Jaws. <laughs> so now, technically, these are our opposite picks, right? Like, I picked Richard Chase. Kissel picked the shark from Jaws. Kissel was trying to say before the show hmm? that the shark from Jaws is traveling in a tank of water. That's the only possible way to do it. So someone has to get into the tank of water with a shark <laughs> and fight a shark. Well... So I was Jaws thinking more. Has no, Jaws doesn't even know its name is Jaws. It <laughs> no. is just a giant shark that kind of knows it has a bad reputation. It's already eaten uh, Richard Dreyfus. No, it didn't eat Richard Dreyfus. The other guy, Quint. Already yeah, got Quint. Black like a doll's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. So we already got him. So it's used to the taste of blood. It loves somebody skinny. If you could see all of his victims in the rest of the film, it's all like anybody that's squirming and screaming, especially somebody who's screaming. Because I think mm-hmm. that really when it comes down to, it's more just how revved up and blood crazy will Jaws become? Because in the sharks, we know, 
are driven mad by the scent of blood. So mm-hmm. anything that is anything remotely got scented with blood will drive a, tra- a shark crazy. And who is not more covered in blood than Richard Chase? Okay. Richard Chase is slathered with blood. And if he gets into that, pool being like oh what a nice puppy like he's so excited to meet this dog he thinks it's a dog he's seeing a dog he climbs in they're going like oh big bets to the puppy because richard chase doesn't understand that this is even a fight jaws just is (laughs) neither one of them understand it's a fight richard jaws's eyes have rolled back into the blood orgy that a shark goes into richard chase doesn't stand a chance richard chase is a man who loves what wombs what has a bigger womb than a shark Richard Chase wants to be fully Hmm. enveloped inside of another being. He is almost biblical. He's almost like Jonah and the whale. Therefore, Richard Chase, because he loves blood so much, finds a way. Can we give him a knife? Yes. He finds a way to slit the side of Jaws, not the mouth of Jaws, just enough for him to scurry in there, start to really start consuming the inside of Jaws, Kicking out some of the excrement, kicking out some of the nonsense. Next thing you know, he is in the womb of Jaws. He is now (laughs) the baby. He is comfortable. He sleeps peacefully. And Jaws slowly dies as a human takes over his body. But this is only if Richard Chase, who was so muddled in his psychological terror, his unmedicated absolutely unbridled schizophrenia he does not remember that in order to subdue a shark you need to punch it into the nose which is the only way he would be able to even get to the belly of the shark is if he knew if he had some sort of cognizance of how do i stop his blood frenzy his blood twist richard chase doesn't see it as a shark he doesn't see the he doesn't see it as a person he just sees it as as an entity filled with blood all he sees (laughs) is a sack of what he wants i don't even think he registers his i don't think he registers he might be in over his head here because it is a live shark. He's too crazy. And as we have seen time and time again, the power of insanity can never be understated. That's right. And I think Ben makes the case here. Yes. Wow. I think that Ben makes the case that Richard Chase truly is. I mean, he's in the zone. He is absolutely in the zone. He finds right. a way inside. Oh, and you know what, what a nice I'm... hotel. What a nice hotel, Ben. <laughs> he finds his way inside. And here's what I'm going to go ahead and say is that he's in the West. There's all kinds of magic over in the West. Leprechauns there. Richard Chase comes out of the fight with shark powers. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Moving okay. forward with an addition. This makes me upset. Yeah, this makes me upset. What do you? Wait a second. What are a shark's powers? That he can't he's sleep. Got- he can't sleep. If he stops, he dies. Yeah, so he can't sleep. He has to constantly be yeah. moving. Yeah. So that that means that Richard Chase is now back in the green room, running around in a circle, making sure can't he sleep. doesn't die. Better not get. And and. More teeth. Seven rows of teeth for Chase. Okay. Now he's got mouth power. Now he's got mouth powers, but he also has to constantly keep running. He can't stop moving. So it's, it's a good thing. And a bad thing. It's a strength and a weakness. So Chase, okay. so, so Chase goes to the next round with shark powers. Can okay. we just give one shout out to the endangered great white shark and how we now can. there's one less, there's one less of them now <laughs> because of this, because Absolutely. of this cruel game we all decided to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Because sharks need to eat. 
I talk about they this do. with Natalie all the time. She watches the nature videos and she gets upset when the when the predator eats no. the very quote unquote innocent prey. But guess what? They got to eat. And the innocent prey just killed a creature that it had to eat and so on and so forth until it gets to the mosquito, which is truly just a pest. Live from your grave. Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha. Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha, and it started off my day. Correct. Texas Pete. Sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah. Very key. You gotta communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is Data, and you're kissing a lady on another planet. And Data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus me. Because I do use Grammarly, but it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank I get it. Yes. But still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today, right? But Grammarly really does help. Because that's what we all need. A stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, oh, it's eating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah. Toss that rock. Come on, guys. Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement. 
with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Price Picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basket. Ball. Price Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entry stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine Bobby Bonilla played basketball? Woo-wee, dog. Then it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today. And use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Next round, next fight. We have... Whew, now, this is the number one seed right here. This is the, this is the man to beat. Carl Panzram. Oh That's my, my boy. That's my fucking boy. <laughs> you want to claim him? All right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Carl Panzram versus... Candyman. Wow. Oh, this is, wow. I want to watch this fight. <laughs> I want to watch this fight because I also imagine Carl Panzeram with a big hook. But I think in this case, so who's fighting for who? I'm fighting for Panzeram. You're fighting for Candyman. Now, I would say about Candyman, first of all, Candyman, he's filled with rage. Yeah. He's filled with rage. People don't mm-hmm. understand his plight. He suffered. Absolutely. So much. much like Carl Panzram in his way, right? Because both of them actually come came from a world of pain. They yeah. didn't really understand kind of their circumstances growing up. They transmuted into wanting to commit acts that would cause nothing but pain. But the one thing that Candyman has that Carl Panzram does not have is thousands of of bees. <laughs> Candyman, oh, when it comes boy. down to it, you can be as strong as you want. You can be as strong as physically as you want. You could be there. They're they're going back and forth. They're trading blows back and forth. Obviously, Panzram, Gaiman say they have the same reach. Oh, yes. probably similar, although with the same hook height. Candyman gives them a bit of they're an advantage. Sniking, snicking back and forth, fighting, fighting, fighting. Comes down to it. Candyman releases the bees. There's only so much Carl <sighs> Panzram's big, powerful mitts can stop the bees, and he's just unsconced by them and taken over by them eventually. Well, I think that's a fantastic point, Henry. If Carl Panzeram ever got to the point where Candyman could even release the bees, what do we know mm-hmm. about Candyman? He's a romantic. What do we yes. know about Carl Panzeram? <laughs> he is the opposite. Let's say Carl Panzeram looks at Candyman and says, this is going to be one of my, what do they call them? What was his hobo lovers? Yeggs. This is going to yes. be not another one of my hits. <laughs> and Candyman, because let's be honest, it's 2021 and Candyman is fluid because all he does yes. is love. That's all sure. he wanted to do. He, sure. He's In sexually fluid. Carl Panzeram says, Candyman, 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 Candyman. Candyman comes and is so <laughs> taken back. Ejaculates, you mean? No, I mean arrives, arrives. before arrives. he comes. <laughs> Candyman arrives and is so taken back at the sheer physical beauty of Carl Panzeram that yes, indeed, he may ejaculate at that point. And at that point, Carl Panzeram bends him over 
penetrates his candy anus and continues to ride and ride and ride until Candyman literally says he would rather die. This is where I got you. I don't think Candyman's a bottom. Yeah, that's possible. He was tough. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. But I also, oh man, that's Carl Panzerin may have just drawn a bad seat to start with. I think so. Because I think he did because he can't he can't overcome the bees. He just no, can't. There's nothing you can do. What would he possibly do? He just do? can't. Oh, he even, just a, even can't. if he had a Thousands bunch of, of bees. trying to swat the bees. They're too busy fucking and sucking each other to fight the bees. It's like a team with no endurance going against another team that's doing full court press from the first fucking half. Oh, man. Wow. Well, it's not my decision to make. I can't believe it because honestly, I thought Carl Panzerheim was going to end up going all the way, but it really shows you when it comes down to it's down to the it's down to where you drew. It, it, it's yep. down to this first round because if mm-hmm. you get look at Carl Casey Anthony, we all counted Casey Anthony out, but she made it to the second round actually fairly easily. Yeah. 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 All right. Also, Carl Panzerheim is bald. It probably uh, triggers Candyman, reminds him of everything that happened to him, all the horrors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It is what it is. Hmm? Sorry for the Panzerammers out there, but he just, he just, <laughs> people are upset. Next fight we have. Ah, we have a mini fight before we get to the actual fight. Okay. Harold Shipman versus Jane Tapan. Who's winning in that in this wild card? Now they both have they both have needles, right? Full of poison. Yes. Because physically, neither of these people could hurt a fly. No, they're both just saying <laughs> Harold Shipman is literally the most boring serial killer to ever be. It's just he's just quiet it's, and dumb. It's why and we've just, never covered him. We tried and then found that it was the most boring fucking story we've ever read in our lives. Because he's just this blank person that killed yes. people the most cowardly, easy way of doing it. And he was just this, you know, I mean, it's all cowardly, but he just did it all for either money or whatever. And then who's the other person? Jane Toppin, she has, she killed 31, Uh, but only confirmed 12. And I am going for Jane Toppin, a.k.a. Jolly Jane. (laughs) I could see them. I think that this should come down to a physical fight. Yeah. I think this should come down to a wrestling match. And if it does come down to that, then Jane Toppin takes him easily. Uh, Harold Shipman's the most tired, weak boned. Like, he he can't do this. He can't fight. He's not a fighter. I'm taking a look at some of the murders here from Jane Toppin. Yes, the average age seems to be 73. However, <laughs> she did kill somebody at the age of, who was 48 years old, um, Sarah Meyer Connors. I And she killed a lot of men. Yes, they were bedridden. But that is not easy to do. I think that Harold Shipman is also so lonely. Even the sight of a woman who is speaking to him or addressing him in any way will just get all scatterbrained as he's attempting to figure out what he feels in his loins. Jane Toppin, just like they did in Freddy versus Jason, double spike to the neck, injects him with the poison, and uh, Shipman is sleeping uh, like he's always wanted to be sleeping before. I just want Harold Shipman to be gone. <laughs> I, I know, like, how? what an insult to be like, yeah, bro, you killed 240 people. This story is dull. Like, how lame <laughs> yeah. does he have to be? Yeah. And so we have Jane Toppin going against... The leprechaun. Oh, oh leprechaun I'm not even going to argue for Jane. Oh, yeah, no, leprechaun. That is an easy All fight, right. dude. Warwick yeah, Davis man. going 110%, dude. Okay, but the question is, would Jane Toppin, being she's a humble person, died in her 80s, everyone liked her apparently while she was alive until they found out about all the murders, would she steal Leprechaun's gold coin? I say she's fine. She has a job. She doesn't need the Leprechaun's gold coin. If she does not steal the gold coin, what's the motivation for the Leprechaun? This is all predicated upon the idea that she doesn't need that money. 
I think Leprechaun has already been dicked by the last podcast network uh, propaganda and education center, knowing for a mm-hmm. fact that I think that when it comes down, the reason why he's fighting to begin with is because we have his gold. Oh, and what we're basically if that's saying the case, we're to all he's going to win. Yeah. Lucas, is that sanctioned? The gold is something that if he wins the tournament, he gets? Yeah. We have exactly. his gold because we he wouldn't be gold. here if not. We have yeah. his gold. So he's coming for us. So Jane, I'm sorry. Jane just actually committed suicide. She, again, I feel like a lot of my matches end with the person just ending. <laughs> that's what happened here as well. <laughs> all right. So Leprechaun advances. All right. Yes. My boy. And, and, and in the final <laughs> matchup in the West, we have the only, there's only one man left. OJ Simpson. Oh. Wow. Okay. And, and it don't is, isolate. Don't isolate the footage of me defending OJ, please. <laughs> <laughs> and OJ, we have him fighting <laughs> the Gremlins. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, I already. This OJ's- is where, honestly, dude, when it comes down to it, this is where we get into the sticking point. Where if this was Gremlins to Gremlins. OJ would have a fighting chance because one of them would be wearing a blonde wig and he would go for them immediately. Well, we know for a fact that the because the gremlins famously, just like OJ, hate waiters. <laughs> so it really just comes down to where are where where is there a waiter near them? I don't know, because OJ Simpson regularly, you know, Mr. Electric, how many times has he busted through how many different massive Massive offensive lines. He yep. has fought through some of the hardest funds. There was Terrence McGunther. The he was the <laughs> linebacker from the Toronto BJs. There I was um them. you remember the Toronto blowjobs? Uh, they're there, fantastic. <laughs> how many he had to fight for that ball every Sunday. And so now I feel like I wonder if OJ Simpson fighting the gremlins, I wonder if he would not be able to take that same intensity and from the gridiron and bring it. To the field. You're supposed to be pro gremlin. Am I pro gremlin? You're pro gremlin, yeah. And well, but pro we also, gremlin. But before you go into that, we have to make a decision. Which OJ are we going with here? Are we going NFL OJ, murders OJ, or Twitter OJ? We're going trial th- OJ. Yeah, trial Twitter OJ. I think Twitter OJ is Let's actually go car, fair. car chase OJ. That's when he was at his most powerful. Car chase OJ. <laughs> All right, so this is what I say. OJ Simpson, yes, he killed Ron Goldman and Cold Brown. Horrible. Two people he killed. I think he could have easily killed six more people because of because of his athletic prowess, because of his unbelievable, unbridled rage. And he has the head the size of a satellite. OJ Simpson being a pro athlete, given enough time with a knife, which I'm assuming we're going to give him. I think he slowly not even slowly. I think he is more athletic than the gremlins and is able to decapitate every single one of them within 10 minutes time. But also, the gremlins do nothing but mischief and have nothing but plans. So when it comes down to it, is that is there not a sheer psychological edge that the gremlins would have because they have a plan? There's well, you don't think them. that a football player has a plan? He has an offensive plan to go kill all five gremlins. <laughs> they have one of the gremlins. Actually, this is pre-gremlins too, but they actually they know that they could do this. One of the gremlins wears a blonde wig and a dress. Another one of the gremlins That's has a waiter outfit on. Yes, so he chases at them, not knowing that they have dug a hole and have put <laughs> a form of no, covering on the hole. That is that's different because that's taking us out of the arena. If hell is is taking us out of the arena, it's so not is that hole. It to hell. No, that's it's not fine. That, no, no, because it's hell him is a falling in a ditch. Hell is a different dimension. A hole in the arena is allowed because it's still in what? the arena. Yeah. It's a hole in the arena. 
Well, yeah. then OJ would just jump right out of it. Have you seen him avoid tacklers when he was with USC or when he was with the Buffalo Bills? Five people, <sighs> five gremlins. That is nothing for OJ Simpson. He's a pro <sighs> athlete. But what's in the hole? Gunk. <laughs> Nothing but nothing but gunk. Well, and motor oil. You got motor oil and oh. soup, and it's filled at the very top of it. OJ falls into it. He struggles because I mean I don't know. I've never seen OJ swim. Yeah. All right. Well, this is what no, I'm gonna yeah, say. OJ you kills have seen four. Him swim in naked gun. He does swim in naked gun. Ah, fuck. He can't swim. And then he was also in that Frogman <laughs> show. He was in that Frogman yeah. thing that was aborted. Yeah. He can take a lot of bullets. He can take a lot of pain. I say this as well. OJ Simpson kills four. The one gremlin left standing, he frames him for the murders. That gremlin's <laughs> arrested and gotten out of here. Yeah, Ben made the case. O.J. Simpson takes Woo! it. Damn. All yeah. right. This yeah. is now, and, that was, and I thought the gremlins were a lock on that one. I, I thought, thought there so was too. no way Be Be O.J. was going to take over the gremlins. Uh, but, but then I just realized the sheer stopping power of the gremlins does not actually beat somebody that, uh, you know, he faced the Buffalo Bills. Was he on them? He was on them. Yeah, well, he was, he was in the yeah. Oh, he had to see them in the locker room every day. <laughs> oh my! So in the West, our elite eight is Richard Chase versus Candyman, oh, and O.J. Simpson versus the Leprechaun. Oh my! We'll get to that. We'll All get right, to that. I, but before we get to that, we have to go back to the East, and we have to discuss ooh. Casey Anthony versus Albert Fish. All right, who gets what? I'm going to give Ben Albert Fish, and Henry is going to take Casey Anthony. Albert Fish just had to be, he's just been torn asunder by the, by Pinhead, right? He's had, he's had, he's so, he's so fucking out of calm. He's been already, he calmed for like 25 minutes. He's tired. Oh, he's old. There's only so much that he can stand, right? There's I only so much my, physically that uh, he can do. I got to get my spunk machine back working. Like it comes down to he's tired. There has to be an end to his libido. Casey mm -hmm. Anthony, young, fresh. If she's not hung over, because it really <laughs> depends on what she's been at before, but I'm going to assume she has been preparing. She knows this. I think when it comes down to it, she will smother Albert Fish to death fairly easy once he does one of those sits in the grandpa. He sits in a chair just being like, I'm just resting my eyes, which every grandpa has done. But then they're deep asleep. And she smothers him to death with the pillow. Man, this is tough. I must say, we know they both hate children. So that <laughs> is maybe a common ground. Perhaps Albert Fish begins the conversation. Hey, why are we fighting? We both hate kids. Let's sit down. Let's have a nice time. What do we know Casey Anthony likes? Old men. Look at the people that she's dated. Now it Perhaps is. Perhaps Albert Fish says, oh, I've been in some legal trouble myself. Yeah, they tried to get me for stabbing and eating this girl over there in New York a few years back. What's going on with you? Butters her up, trying to make it seem like he's sympathetic towards her. Next thing you know, as she gets warmer and warmer and cozier and cozier, maybe she sees him as the father she never had or did have but accused of rape and no longer has because she's horrible. Um, <laughs> Albert Fish then says, puts his hand up his ass to find only the most toxic nail. That yes, maybe he is out of cum, but he's not out of poop. And indeed, that nail is poisonous now. Gets her close as he says, let me whisper something in your ear. Punctures her, even the smallest puncture. Next thing you know, she's dying of fecal bad, bad problems. Fecal bad problems. I've heard of those. I will actually this being like, oh, but that's where he's fallen into her fucking trap. But you what think weapons that she do Casey is dating? use? 
Do you think that she is dating any old man for him to live? No, she is dating an old man. That's the ultimate booby trap. She is dating old men just to wait until they die of natural causes, which she won't even get to. She will try to kill them as fast as humanly possible. I only, I push back, Judge. The ultimate booby trap is indeed Albert Fish's asshole. If mm. you fell in that in Vietnam, you would die. It is full <laughs> oh, of yeah, spikes. I don't want it's full there. of toxins. It's full of poisons. Casey Anthony, she doesn't hate old men. She hates young girls. I think Grandpa is tired and confused. Casey oh, Anthony takes no, it. Oh, yeah. just because he's out of cum? Out of cum. Out of cum, you're fucking, you're not in the runnings anymore. you got to be bristle filled with cums in order to make it. You remember, this is second round. So This is tired. second round. Yeah, you, you got to take into account how hard they worked in the game before. Okay, Albert Fish concedes, of course. Yeah, Albert Fish is dead. So next up, we have, it's an imaginary round. Ben, you are going to take Crowley. Okay. Henry, you're going to take Pumpkinhead. This is gonna. This is fucked. Oh my god! All right, this so is I guess, fucked. This is oh, a I'm, long ass fight. It, <laughs> this is a long ass fight. They fight for a long time because you know Pumpkinhead has his natural talents. He is a demon, so he is yes. powered by the uh, by supernatural abilities. He's incredibly dangerous, and the one thing that Pumpkin has over Victor Crowley is the fact that while we may not have seen Victor Crowley's end yet. Is that what we know about Pumpkinhead is that it is immortal until its vengeance has been achieved. So when it comes down to it, this battle might last a week. When it comes down to it, we don't know unless Pumpkinhead is specifically has a revenge plot that he's been sent after Victor Crowley specifically, which also means he would fight Victor Crowley until Victor Crowley was dead for certain pumpkin right. head we know is immortal until he figures out his he ends his contract much like tucker carlson <laughs> victor crowley however again somebody who is a relatively sympathetic figure someone who was deformed and teased his entire life perhaps that sways Pumpkinhead's opinion of him a little bit i don't see where Pumpkinhead gets the massive revenge Pumpkinhead's a mindless Crow. mindless demon pumpkin is not mindless pumpkin has a, he's, a, he's got when's the last time you watch the films Pumpkinhead is mindless he does not care he has one he's a job he has a job to do well, it's then bigger indeed, than what he thinks. Well, then doesn't someone with a mind beat the one without? So Victor Crowley outsmarting Pumpkinhead, using his axe to get Pumpkinhead, just maybe drop his guard a little bit, smashes Pumpkinhead in the face. It's going to take a lot of wax, but as we've seen, Victor Crowley can kill up to nine people who are just simply trying to go on a swamp tour. So Pumpkinhead, yeah, one, also Pumpkinhead, he, I don't think he loves fire. There might not be nothing to do with fire. Either way, Victor, <laughs> Victor Crowley lights him on fire. Okay, you just you can sure. say that he can light him on fire, but I would say if they do fight each other, I just it's just strange. One. It's very, it's very a, tough. This is a toss-up, so I'm just gonna have to go on style. Pumpkinhead looks cooler. Pumpkinhead yep. takes it. All right, that's, that's how acceptable. it is. That's, yeah, that's just life. That's life. <laughs> yeah, Some that, people just that, fit the role. Style over substance. <laughs> so our uh so the final in the East is gonna be Pumpkinhead versus Casey Anthony. I, oh I, my God. All of this. I want to see everyone of this. All right. So now we, let's go back and find out what our final four is going to be like in the West. Uh, we're going Candyman versus Richard Chase with shark powers. All right. Who do we got? Who, who, am, I, who am I batting for? 
You're going to take Candyman. Okay. Henry, you take Richard Chase with shark powers. All right. Well, number one, the problem with this whole scenario is I don't think that Richard Chase could stare in a mirror and say anything other than gibberish. Um, so Candyman <laughs> might have a difficult time being summoned. Hey, new friend! New friend! <laughs> uh, Candyman looks at Richard Chase and is just so unbelievably upset that he's even allowed to roam the streets, just so <gasps> unbelievably upset that he was tortured and killed by a townsfolk simply because he loved a woman that was not, it was not appreciated, his love was not appreciated. That level of rage, looking at Richard Chase him just with the privilege of a of a man who can do whatever and walk around the streets without anyone judging him until he guts a woman and steals his baby her baby candyman looks at that so upset with his situation the bees aren't even needed candyman simply <laughs> calls richard chase close richard chase starts licking his nub because he sees yeah, the blood this is fun ice nub. cream yes do you enjoy that child i'm very happy you do as he licks the nub Candyman raises his hand, hooks him in the back, all the way through the neck, just like a fish, hangs him on the wall, forever to be hmm. dead. See, I view this, unfortunately, Carl Panzram, he was burdened with logic and burdened with the bitterness, right? That's kind of what Carl Panzram, to me, that's his Achilles heel, right? Is that he's, he's bitter, he thinks all this has been put upon him. Of course. Richard, he is unbothered unfettered by any of these human concerns. He's so he bothered is, by every concern. <laughs> he's only bothered by how much blood he doesn't have and if his feet are backwards. Which, Candyman, to be honest, if okay, they're not but, real problems, he doesn't have real problems. He has not even, they're not even Hollywood problems, what Richard has. He has Narnia problems. He has problems that don't exist. So what we have is Candyman unleashes the bees, tries to get into his head. Richard it's not even affected by bees. He's of like, he is. oh, thousands of bunnies. Like, he doesn't even know what a bee is. If you showed him a bee, he'd be like, that's a fun car. Like, he'd say he, he doesn't know what he's doing. Candyman and him just simply because of the chaotic nature of Richard's attack, now with several rows of teeth. I'm not quite certain how he kills Candyman, but I do believe it won't be as easy as you think it is. Richard Chase believe- wants to nest in a pile of blood. Candyman doesn't have blood. He has another B word, bees, for his entire, that's what runs in his veins are bees. Where's the blood? Other than the nub, which is used to trick Richard Chase to get him in close and then claw his head. Richard honestly might be very confused and then cut open himself, look to see why don't I have bees? <laughs> <laughs> that that's is very, also true. That's true. And can- Candyman takes it for that reason Woo! alone. Wow. Oh, yeah. Man. Damn. Yeah. Right. yeah I guess yeah, he's got to go. out of a victory. Well, I know. You know what you need to do? You know, his powers can be good for his powers can be used for multiple things, but I think he's just too sporadic. You still have to be focused. And Candyman is very focused. Very focused. Yeah. Yes. All right, so this next one, we got O.J. Simpson versus the Leprechaun. <laughs> I'm going to be nice on this one. Henry, you take the Leprechaun. Thank you. And Ben, you take O.J. Simpson. Okay. Leprechaun's been to Vegas, where O.J. lives. So is Vegas. Yeah, exactly. So this is what I think. Said he knows he came Vegas. To OJ's he's been town. following. He's been following O.J. for a long time. Because number one, 
OJ loves to steal. You don't think at some point when he was stealing back his own Heisman Award that maybe there might have been one piece of leprechaun gold somewhere inside of that box that he stole? I don't know. When it comes down to it, he's been tra- he's been tracking OJ for a long time, and I think he's got OJ's number. He knows Vegas back and forth. He knows Fremont where Vegas. He knows free v Fremont where OJ hangs out. He sure. knows the art district where probably OJ doesn't go, but he probably is a regular at one of his bars and has followed him and his knows OJ's move. Again, I think that this is classic. Tiny versus big. Tiny overestimate. You don't know. Because again, yeah, OJ's got his fucking stopping power. He's filled with rage. Uh, but I still think the Leprechaun, driven by his mad need for his own gold, as he looks up in the amphitheater and he looks up to the booth where we're at with our big cans on, doing our play-by-play play, as we're watching it all fight amongst us. He looks up. I hold up a bag of gold coins. He knows it's his gold coins. He's driven. He just knows. He's got, talk about focus. Because we said last time, sometimes the focus to be the killer. I think OJ, once he's done killing that blonde gremlin, he shot his shot. You got the leprechaun here. I think leprechaun goes to town on OJ. I think this is leprechaun all the way. I think that you're very confused about what uh, OJ Simpson's friends said leprechaun had of his. You think that the leprechaun is upset when someone steals his gold coin. Imagine how upset OJ is when someone steals his memorabilia. So we have OJ Simpson who believes the leprechaun has his memorabilia. Who cares about the gold coin? He is so livid and he wants that signed rookie card back because then he can try to sell it because he's broke because he murdered those two people. So OJ Simpson's blind, jealous, greedy rage flips the switch as we've all seen it's possible he learned how to shank in prison he looks a little little leprechaun guy and i'm sorry it's over with there's no way leprechaun survives is the heisman not unlike the you the undertaker's urn where if the leprechaun has control over his heisman could he not control oj simpson like is that like a, a source of his power which is why he so desperately needed it back I think if the Heisman could control O.J. Simpson, he wouldn't have murdered those two people. (laughs) Yeah, because I think the Heisman would have been like, that's bad for the brand. Um, So I am going to say blind rage. O.J. thinks the leprechaun has something of his and he goes after him. And once again, of course, it's O.J. Simpson with the knife covered in blood. And I think O.J. Simpson stomps the tiny man and goes on to the final four. Whoa! Fuck you. Fuck you. Wow. I'm surprised. I'm insulted. Yeah, I know. This is actually, I am very surprised. Hey, hey, I'm just calling him like I see him. I'm just calling him like I'm seeing him. I'm I'm being, I'm trying to be fair here. Mm. I see it. I saw you have those two, those two scales. (laughs) (laughs) So, in the final four, we have Casey Anthony versus Pumpkinhead and Candyman versus OJ Simpson. Oh my God. Wow. 90s represent. So let's go. Let's go to let's go to the final in the East. Casey Anthony versus Pumpkinhead. Henry, you've been doing pretty good with Casey Anthony so far. I'm gonna leave you with Casey. Okay. Ben, you're gonna take Pumpkinhead. I mean, this is are we really going to have this debate? Because I think we really know what the final, what we really got to get to, because when it comes down to it, is that, yeah, Casey Anthony, she's now been fighting. She, she, she had something to fight for when she had to get Albert Fish, right? Because she was trying to get Albert Fish's money if she sure. could get it. You got this pumpkin head in front of her. Obviously, she's just been like, oh, yeah, you look like shit, pumpkin head. <laughs> you know that? 
Don't we make me get feel your rage. Fucking <laughs> nails done, Pumpkinhead. You look fucking ratchet as fuck. Where are these fucking? Oh my god! You don't even use toner. Why would? Okay, well then, number one, now you're just insulting Pumpkinhead. Do you have? How is? How is she going to be Pumpkinhead? I'm going to get my roommate Nick to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pumpkinhead. Why was Pumpkinhead even summoned? Because a father was mourning the son of his, the loss of his son who got killed in a car accident. Lance Henriksen. Exactly, Lance. <laughs> Casey Anthony murdered her child. Do you have any idea how aggravating that is to Pumpkinhead? He hates it, and he gets revenge on the behalf of parents for a long time. That being said, Casey Anthony also being the perpetrator and the mother, he has to think about the grandparents, and that gives him as well that gives him some rage so it works he might not be as full of rage as he would be but Pumpkinhead sees what Casey did and he says I'm gonna take my revenge and absolutely destroys her rips her limb from limb leaving her just a bloody stump with with um half of her face Henry you got anything to rebut that I don't I don't <laughs> You know, as much as I want to see a fucking Casey Anthony OJ Simpson final, it uh, looks I like know. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Just to have that last, last true bit. <laughs> That's just what I wanted, but I'm, we'll go I with gotta... the bit. You can also do an executive order and say we're going with the I bit and making OJ versus Casey. I don't Casey. know how she kills Pumpkinhead. <laughs> I mean, I can't in good faith argue this win. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, unfortunately, and, and I can't. And I can't in good faith, you know, we were all wanting the reality show to happen, but Pumpkinhead, unfortunately, has to take this one. Pumpkinhead goes to the final. Yeah, he rips her breasts off, he rips her arms off, he absolutely mutilates her. That's what happens. I mean, that's what happens when Pumpkinhead feels as if you did something so horrible. He must take revenge for society as a whole. And wouldn't that be nice, honestly? He's a missionary. would love to see it. It really would. Yeah. So the West final, Candyman versus O.J. Simpson. This is tough. And I'm going to say, Ben, you've been doing, I'm going to, I left Casey Anthony with Henry. I'm leaving you with OJ. Okay. Henry, you take Candyman. I mean, Candyman, he wants this W. Yes, he I does. think it really is what it comes down to is that he really wants this W. And I think that Candyman, while OJ has two victims, Candyman is countless in some of the worst neighborhoods in the world. Right? People who can fight. Sure. He's killed people who could fight for themselves uh, as well. Kind of. Kind of. But also, <laughs> anybody who calls his name, you called him. You called him. Yeah. And I'm, I think that because of just sheer experience with mayhem, Candyman can eke out a win against O.J. Simpson. I think, I'm, again, you have a lot of abilities here. It gets the bees. We don't know if O.J. Simpson's allergic to bees. <laughs> Because I feel like that's one of those weird Achilles heel that OJ might have. He could be allergic to bees. He could be straight up afraid of bees. Well, I'm going to break this out a little bit more in a social context when it comes to Candyman. As I said earlier, he was in love with a white woman, and that's why the townsfolks killed her. Look at OJ Simpson. There was a racial component, obviously, there as well. I think Chip on his shoulder Can- Candyman has looking at him. No, because Candyman looks at OJ Simpson as a role model and a hero because 
OJ Simpson did what Candyman always wanted to do, get revenge on white people. <laughs> that's exactly what OJ Simpson did when he killed Ron and killed Nicole, despite the fact that they are two innocent victims and OJ Simpson is wrong about everything. But I am saying, OJ spits all of this nonsense. Like, I've been treated bad. You've been treated bad. This is why you got a hook for a hand. This is why they took all of my awards away from me. Candyman, we're the same, dude. He gets him in close and obviously with the knife once again, destroys Candyman, stabs him in the neck. Now the bees, I don't know. OJ is going to have to rely on his speed. But if again, if you've seen him at USC, if you saw him with the Bills, I think you could outrun the bees, circle back, take care of Candyman. And if anything, Candyman might not die, but he might just say, OJ, you're good with me. I just feel like you'd be surprised how fast bees can go. Yeah. <laughs> OJ and Candyman actually have kind of there is OJ's been even if this, similarity. Even if this is Bronco OJ, he's been retired for a couple of years. He's he not as fast been. as he was. Yes, but they all say his head is the size of a Mack truck. That was his only complaint about Cuba Gooding Jr. playing him was his head wasn't big enough. My understanding is Candyman, normal size head. Yes, full of bees, but more head to sting. Oh, that's also a point. And I think that's a good point there uh, because I did Google, is OJ Simpson afraid of bees? I did okay. not get anything back, mm. but I did not get anything to say that OJ Simpson loves bees. See, <laughs> so. if he loved bees, if there was one thing that said this guy loves bees. Yeah. If it was something like, you know, OJ Simpson is a secret beekeeper. He can talk to bees. Then maybe we'd have a different story here. He's not here. allowed to have bees. Candyman? No, OJ. Oh, OJ Simpson he isn't allowed to have bees. He can keep bees. He's allowed to have bees. Yeah, bees are not a deadly weapon. Can OJ Simpson fly like he did in the Hertz commercial? Actually, I think, oh. <laughs> That's OJ Simpson it down. flew in the Hertz commercial, Marcus. Because <laughs> oh. if he can fly, now, this is a Hertz no commercial's contest. not canon. Hertz commercial's not canon because as yeah. soon as you kill a woman in real life, your commercial abilities don't count anymore. Yeah, yeah, you can't fly anymore. Yeah, unfortunately, that he, we are still going with OJ in the real world. We're not talking about Nordberg here. We're not uh -huh. talking about the Frogman here. We're talking about OJ Simpson. And in this case, Candyman takes it. Wow, I just... All right, well, whew, we are at the finals. I did not Damn. see this finals coming, but I guess that's I really the way it did. works. Uh, I yeah. had money on Panzeram. I, yeah. uh, I really did have money on Panzeram, but when it, again, it comes down to the fucking, the, comes on the bracket. I thought the shark was going to win. I really thought the shark was going to win. Myself, I thought Gunnis was going to make it much further, but you know, but you get a bad draw and that's the way it happens. That's, so that's we have goes. in the final, it's Pumpkinhead versus Candyman. Oh my God. It's nice because it's both of our picks. It's mine, I'm, Pumpkinhead, and I'm he's Candyman. Candyman. All right. So Ben, you're going to stick with Candyman. Henry, you're going to stick with Pumpkinhead. Final arguments. Oh my God. Please. I'm going to refer to my same argument, basically, that I said wow. before, is that Pumpkinhead is literally, literally immortal and cannot be killed until this his revenge has been taken. But that's what I mean when it comes down to it. A fight is only over until one of them is dead. So when it comes down to someone has to either incapacitate Pumpkinhead or figure out a way to, because the only way to get Pumpkin is you got you to gotta chain him back up. But I don't think that Candyman has what it takes to chain Pumpkinhead back up. Because Pumpkinhead, he doesn't get tired. 
He doesn't get tired. He doesn't, again, he has no emotions. He's not right. weighed by anybody's concerns. He does not care about his own past. Well, he has no, he has no, he's no baggage. Kenny Man's got all this baggage. And it comes down to it, he sees one woman that looks like that person for, what was her name, from Candyman. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Do you remember he, that actor? Abs- of course, the fantastic he, actress. Yeah. Tony, uh, the actress, Virginia Madsen. Virginia Madsen. He sees yeah. one Virginia Madsen looking woman. Candyman's going to get all fucking distracted because he's going to mm-hmm. be like, he reminds me of my old love. And I think Pumpkinhead <laughs> he will the look fucking at him. Phantom of the Opera he all does. of a sudden. He does. The music of Because he's too much, he's too romantic to fight that long. I think in the end, he longs to go back to where his loved ones were in the in his after realm. And that maybe Pumpkinhead could actually kill him. Maybe he'd actually be welcomed back into a place where he could see his old loved ones again. And so maybe in the end, he gets tired enough to give it up and say, all right, I'll go. Thank you, Pumpkinhead, for releasing me. Point, counterpoint, point, counterpoint, and multiple counterpoints after that. You mentioned how <laughs> Pumpkinhead is uh, omni-being demon. Candyman's dead. So he's also in hell. Also, what is one word that you would use as a Venn diagram of similarity between Pumpkinhead and Candyman? That word is revenge. Candyman is upset because he wanted to fall in love with a woman and the town did not allow it. Pumpkinhead, however, he's just a, he's really just a hired hand. He's not even super upset that this guy's family died. Candyman is much more invested in actual revenge because he truly felt it. He truly knows what it's like to be demonized. He truly knows what it's like to be criticized and killed by a community. Because of that, Pumpkinhead has no reason to hate him because Candyman is more full of revenge and righteous indignation than Pumpkinhead. So Pumpkinhead He's just like a hockey goon who has been fighting all season, who gets called in to have one more fight and is just like, I'll do it. I'm big. I'm strong. I'll fight. But his heart would not be in it because he would actually understand the plight of Candyman. Therefore, Candyman has more anger and rage than Pumpkinhead. Therefore, Candyman wins because Pumpkinhead is also not full of bees. Candyman wants it more. Candyman fucking takes it. Wow. The, 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 what, the once in a decade tournament, Candyman coming, an upset victory, dare I say, for the heartbroken Candyman. Wow, I think this is just fantastic. <laughs> I am going to, honestly, people are screaming at their podcast right now. Yeah. Screaming. <laughs> yeah, of course. People are mad. People are upset. I think there's going to be a lot of people out there that agree with me that Pumpkinhead was, I think he's an unstoppable killing machine. I think his lack of an emotion is what allowed, would allow him to carry through, but I'm not going to fight the judge. Well, yeah, the, judge also, the judge has well, made his decision. Well, the I mean, judge also, th- well, the judge is also judging that me thinks that perhaps somebody put Pumpkinhead in as a ringer so he would always have an argument so his guy would win. I just wow. happen to be a big <laughs> no, no. Whoa. You say this as if you put him in. It sounds like Pumpkinhead was a ringer. I didn't figure it out until the very last <laughs> round, but it sounds like Pumpkinhead was a bit of a ringer on Henry's part. Well, what it came down to it is that I definitely ended my list with Pumpkinhead, and I was just like, Pumpkinhead's gonna win the whole I figured out your ass. I know what your ass is all about. I wasn't really gaming it. It was just more I love Pumpkinhead and I want Pumpkinhead to win. Well, thankfully, for our purposes, there is no rhyme or reason to this entire thing. So, who cares? It is, Pumpkinhead it is absolutely- lost and Candyman wins! 
No, it is absolutely capricious and based on personal feelings that we have for That's, each other. Yes. I love that. It's like the stock market. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. All <laughs> right. So we'll do this in 10 more years when uh, yeah, we're and, still in 10 more years. And, and maybe in 10 more years, Casey Anthony and OJ Simpson can make it past the final four into the finals and we can see what that matchup is like. Ten God, years just to from see now. him on the couch together. What's OJ <laughs> and Casey 10 years from now? Oh my god. You want to talk man, those two you want to talk about a 4D chess match between those two. Ooh. How long is it going to go on before Lord one of them love. finally Oh man, I could see OJ marrying her just to fucking get it done. <laughs> just neither of them ever admitting to either of their crimes, just both agreeing be like, "I oh, know, why are two innocents in this fight club?" Well, Wow. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. And I hope you enjoyed this. We'll just call it goofball. This little goofball episode. And uh, yeah. But uh, we're really excited. Our next series uh, is going to be really, really... It's not so much intense. It's going to be kind of almost like an action movie. we got a couple yeah. of action movie podcasts coming out, which I'm really, really excited for. Uh, and we, Marcus and I have plans about a year's worth of shows. Yeah. So we'll awesome. see how they hold. And I think that you will be excited by some of these topics. And then and some of you are so. going to be like, oh, no. And you're going to be like, well, <laughs> this is the topic. And this is what, this is what you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, by action, we mean we're going to be reading the full screenplay of The Rock. Starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and the guy who says, you're the dog now, man. That guy. <laughs> Flip it, reverse it. But that guy's great. That yeah, guy. I remember him. Guy that, now, guy. Dog. I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. You're the man now, friend. You're, you're the, the man, man now. You're the dog yeah. now, man. Yo, the duck now, chicken. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) Don't even do it. That's fun. Just having fun. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, You know, keep on supporting all the shows here on LPN, and uh, we know where to find us. And anything, is there any business? I think we have more business we will be announcing in the very near future as things sort of get back to We do. Make sure you check out someplace underneath on all places where podcasts are available LPN Deep Dunes, Spotify only, check it out on Spotify No Dogs in Space has been mm-hmm. doing their new series, we're super, super set at 1.1, it's fucking everybody's loving it uh, and thank you guys and yep. we, there will be more in the future yep. obviously kind of fun for wrestling, top at for all the uh, unbelievable yep. things going on these days, alright everyone thank you so much for listening, hail yourselves hail Satan, hail Gein Magustalations hail me This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. 